0: All right, hey everybody! Uh, welcome to the third episode of the Tap That Ash podcast, which at this point is no longer a working title.
1: But I think it's—I think the title of this one is called um, "Back on the Grind."
0: It's not called back on the grind. I, I, think
1: it, I think it is. I think it's. I think that's a good name.
0: I think. Back no, on the I don't. Grind. Well, I, I, mean, you're I don't to be think wrong. I don't think any of our listeners are gonna like that. Dude, yeah, well, they'll like what I tell them to like. Wow. Okay. I mean, well, frankly, that's one. That's one way to do it. Um, it, it, it is one way to do it. Um, okay, so I guess we're back on the grind, uh, back as back opposed grind. to last episode, which was getting our grind on or something like that. I thought it was. We're still grinding. I don't know. We're this is so amateur. Listen, so it amateur. won't be it, it. won't be amateur when we get sponsored by Grinds. You know what I'm saying? Well, you're not getting any of them though, because you've been a hater. I'm not. No, I'm not been a hater necessarily. It's mm. just you haven't been a lover. Well, I haven't tried it yet. I have. You know, I can't. I can't love something that I don't. I'm not passionate about the product. So Grinds, what get, are you, on, it. Are on, get on it. What do you want? Sharky, who you Lori Grenier on Shark Tank? Yeah, man. Get out of here. All about that investments now Let's unwrap this stick and freaking get busy Alright, alright, so what we're doing today uh, I think we talked about it last episode, didn't we? The the deal The, the smoking good deal on these Miamis yeah. so we got these Herrera Esteli Miamis uh, For basically $40 for a box uh, I've got a
1: good story to tell about that When we get into this podcast
0: Okay, alright, well, that's good We finally have something to talk about um, Indeed, well, it's a, it's a story, I'll put it that way I don't know it's good So, um, I didn't realize that these were 2016 Miamis And he's gonna talk about How old stuff is again Yeah, well, because it's valid, right? Because I don't think so No, it is, because it's not like these It's No, it's not like these things are uh, Like 2018 Miamis, right? Like, they're not new, they've been sitting around for a while So the the flavor profile is gonna be different And that's fact
1: Uh, well, I I mean, I don't I don't know if that's fact or not I mean, I guess you You seem to think it is, so
0: Yeah, well I Um, didn't ask you, so What do you think about
1: that? I'll just go ahead and listen to this song While you opine about that So take your time
0: Oh, you done? Wow That's good What was that? Was that Nickelback? Little (laughs) John Cougar Mellencamp? It was a
1: a little Pearl Jam
0: Okay. Well, that's, Pearl Jam. We jammed in the. I Pearl. wasn't. I wasn't. I wasn't born in the '40s, so I didn't grow up in that Pearl Jam time. You know.
1: I will not sit here and let you <laughs> denigrate Pearl Jam. I didn't denigrate it, and I'm not denigrating Pearl Jam. I'm denigrating nor, your age. Nor will I allow you to denigrate the senior citizens that may be
0: listening to this podcast. Hey, I don't have anything against old people. They've served their time on this world. Yeah, I don't. It's time to go. I I think. think Time to go. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Yeah, a senior citizen. (laughs)
1: Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) to like make them cookies and drive them around places. You know. (laughs) I mean, I guess. (laughs) Hey, do you think we're gonna get sued if we put that music in the podcast? Nah. I don't own the rights to that song.
0: No, it's uh, yeah, we don't own the rights. The Pearl Jam does. Yeah, so we don't have a license. No license. So, yeah, well, I mean, I mean, this is the this is I suffer for my craft, right? I could go to jail over that. Yeah, so that should tell everybody who's listening how dedicated we are to this. The dedication. It's true. It's, it's dedication. All right, listen. So back to this Miami, okay? Cuz we we got it for a good deal from from uh, our non-sponsor of JR cigar. Not not sponsored yet. A smoking good deal. Smoking good deal. $40 for a box of 10. Miamis are great. They're great cigars. Harrell Esteliz are great cigars, so... Um, I don't know the last time I had a Miami, so I'm excited to smoke this. That's been a little while for me. <sighs> Man, it just smells good, though. Like, to me, that's, that's like what a cigar should smell like. Just nice, sweet, like tobacco. Not really... I don't know, and I'm not really getting much else other than just like nice, sweet tobacco. Which is good because it's a cigar. It's a cigar, it is, yeah. I'm going to light this puppy up. Mm hmm. Awkward silence while we both light our cigars. <laughs> oh, well. Don't worry, we didn't drop. We didn't drop the podcast. Oh, maybe yeah. we should have. They're all talking about we get, it. Maybe once we get sponsors, we should, uh, like, as we light our cigars, that should be, like, brought to you by JR Cigars, which is not true because they don't sponsor us. Brought to you by Grinds. Keep on grinding. I swear to God, if we get sponsored by Grinds, I will literally shit myself.
1: Well, how's that different from every other day? I think that's just what they call Saturday for you, right?
0: Well, it's uh, Tuesday. Currently, right. And so in a couple uh, of days, you'll shit yourself again on Saturday. I mean, who who said I haven't done it already? I guess on, that's fair. on a Tuesday, I guess that's fair. So hey, you want to hear my story about these miamis? Yeah. Okay. Let's regale everybody with this story about the miamis. Okay. So I'm I'm on earlier today tonight before we we lit
1: up. I was on the book of faces. All right. Um. Some browsing a little Facebook. And I come across, uh, an, a cigar group, um, come across an, an advertisement for a box of Herrera Esteli Miamis. Okay. All right. Um, $79. Okay. <laughs> so, all right. So I, you know, being the inquisitive gentleman that I am, um... I asked in the comments, Did you get those in the banging deal from JR's? To which the the seller replied, Yeah, I had too much scotch, and I ordered a few boxes boxes too many. And somebody said, They better come with some pretty good bodyguards to warrant double the price. And then he took the post down. Shit, so somebody was trying to legit resell them for double the price. Legitimately resell them for double the price.
0: Wow. I mean, don't be an asshole. Yeah, it's kind of douchey, right? Like, it's... I don't know. I feel like... I don't, know, I, I don't have a, a an inherent problem with a reseller's market, right? Like, I, right. if somebody went to their, to their out of their way and they got... Let's just say, like, back in the heyday when... I remember this happening when Caldwell had yellow cakes that were events only. Now you can get them right anywhere. But when they were event only, um, I remember people doing that. Like, oh, I went to an event and now I'm selling a yellow cake. Like, you went out of your way to go to an event and you got an event only cigar that there's a demand of and you're selling it like I don't think there's anything wrong with that nothing at
1: all and I don't even have a problem with somebody selling it for double the price after they got a really good deal at JR's um but be honest about it and then don't be sketchy and delete the post when you get called out right just right. say yeah man I'm trying to make a buck and they- that's okay and make a buck bro like i'm comfortable with
0: you making a buck that's fine right and he might he might have been able to get away with it if it was like like even two months down the line right like just sit let them sit in your humidor for two months and then boom like two months later hey i got this box and then probably everyone forgot about it I mean, you got to play the system right like right Like it's not it's not very smart to do that after a, a big sale like jr had right. I mean, I just, yeah,
1: I just found it funny, uh, that somebody would do that, you know, just
0: don't suck, bro. That That's all. Just don't suck. So let's talk about that for a second before we get into kind of what our first little, um, uh, thoughts on the cigar are as we light them up. Let's talk about this resellers market. Cause I haven't been in the game for a while. Um, you know, honestly, I, uh, my cigar community, um, I guess th- me being involved in the cigar community kind of went down when, when Reddit cigar sub took a tank because of their TOS. Um, you know, they changed it to where you can't sell or trade tobacco products anymore, which, um, I mean, I get the, the reason behind it because they don't want kids to, uh, somehow get their hands on stuff and I know they're covering their ass, but, um, you know, I, I that was just such a sad, I think day that that came down. So I haven't been in the market for a while. Uh, I think you probably have a little bit more experience on that f- from Facebook, right? Like you're in some cigar groups on Facebook where you're maybe seeing some people put stuff up.
1: Yeah, but not not as many
0: as we used to see. I
1: mean, I used to see a lot more for a lot more secondary sale posts. Um don't see a lot of them anymore and frankly you know I don't I don't look for them either I um I've got I've got a f- fairly substantial you know amount of cigars on hand I live within you know 15 miles of three amazing Corona shops as well as the plethora of smaller shops in the greater Orlando area. I got Tampa an hour and a half away. I've got Miami at three and a half hours away. So I just don't, just don't look for cigars to
0: buy that often. Sure, but even when you necessarily maybe not have been looking for them, you saw them. I mean, I remember to us talking about like, oh bro someone's selling a bunch of basherts or someone's selling... Like this old man in the sea, you know what I mean? Like, and I feel like we never talk about that anymore. And I wonder if I almost wonder if this, uh, I, I, I hesitate to say that it was a ripple effect from Reddit because, um, it, it doesn't mean that it was, but I feel like as soon as that happened and the TOS changes came down on Reddit, we started seeing, Maybe people stop doing it. Maybe people are afraid. Maybe people don't want to get popped.
1: Or it, it, you know, the stuff that I look out for, the stuff that would catch my eye, and the only reason that these Miamis caught my eyes because I, I, you know, it was fairly obvious that it was from the 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 deal that Jr. had um, that I purchased. But typically, the stuff that would catch my eye would be the Basherts, the. Old Man in the Sea, the, the ones that you kind of mentioned, and maybe there's just not as many of them left. Sure. Right? I mean, those, and maybe that's those the cashers. Once, once they're gone, I mean, they're going to be gone. Old Man in the Sea, it's going to be the same deal, right? So once those things are gone, they're gone. I mean, I think the last cigar I bought on the secondary market was um, a Drew Estate Medusa. Oh, really? Yeah, I think that's the last thing I bought, and that was a while ago.
0: So, yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. I just... I, I feel like it's gone down, so I don't really know. I just haven't been involved in it, but it seems like... I mean, I don't know that it's changed from a perspective of people... I don't know. I think the one good thing that there was on Cigar Market on Reddit was, a lot of the times, those guys were just trying to offload what they had. Those guys were emptying they didn't the humidor. Need.
1: They weren't making a buck.
0: Right. Or the, and the and intent it was,
1: wasn't to make a buck They may have made a couple bucks along the way But sure. it certainly wasn't the intent The intent was to offload Boxes of stuff To get room to buy more boxes of stuff
0: Right um,
1: Yeah, anyways It was just a I don't know, I thought it was interesting that somebody would, would do that
0: And uh, got called out And promptly deleted the post well, it doesn't surprise me to be honest that somebody would do that. I mean, there's going to be assholes all over, so you know. You know who's not an asshole? Me.
1: No, I was going to say Willie Herrera because this is a phenomenal cigar.
0: Yeah, man, it's it's just um, it's super smooth right now. Um, you kind of, I'm getting a little bit of of the uh, just it's like. Dark coffee spice, like a what kind of spice? It's like an earthy spice, like um yeah, like a you know, like a nutmeg, cinnamon,
1: yeah, yeah, no, it's good. It's not, it's not a black pepper at all. It's, um, no, no, you know, it's it's good, it's really smooth. Uh, I mean, I you know, small little clip on the on the foot, and it, you know, it's great draw producing some good smoke sweet it's a, it's a nice cigar
0: yeah no i'm i'm really enjoying it um i'm glad i'm glad we are agreeing on a cigar uh opinion right now because we weren't last time right yeah no i agree that's it just right yeah no
1: um i think that you know that's, it's nice to agree with you, although I don't think that's what this is about, right? I don't think it's about agreeing with you.
0: Well, you're, you're right. You're right. It's just nice to agree is all I'm saying. It's nice that we're both getting the same things and having the same experiences, you know.
1: Indeed. No, I, I appreciate it as well.
0: <laughs> I, I mean, seriously, the
1: coughing. like
0: Jesus. I don't think there's anything wrong with coughing when there's a little bit of smoke in your throat, you know what I'm saying? I just feel like
1: like I listen to podcasts when I'm on planes, right? And you're like, so I'm on my plane, and I'm sitting there, and, you know, I like to travel in first class. so I like to be nice and comfortable. Oh, what do um, mean? look at me. Look at me traveling in the first class. <laughs> I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Um, and I like to have my podcast in, and now... You know, I'm sitting there and maybe I ask for a nice uh, Woodford bourbon. Oh, Jesus. Because it's Delta. Delta is Woodford. Shout out, Delta. Um, And, you know, she brings me my bourbon and then I hit my play and all I hear is (laughs) all over the microphone. And I just, maybe that's not
0: relaxing for people. Yeah. Did you ever think that nobody cares about your opinions? Hmm,
1: thought never crossed
0: my mind actually <laughs> <laughs>
1: that thought's actually no no I mean it has I mean obviously, but everyone's got an opinion and here's the thing smoking the cigar means I've got like an hour and a half worth of stuff to fill, and even if I only talk for half the time um that's still a lot of time to fill I'm gonna have some opinions, you know
0: yeah well, I mean I think the the listeners are going to uh I think it's gonna be like a team situation, right? I think like like as people listen, they're gonna be like, "Oh, I'm team Dirty Larry," or "Oh, no, I'm team, I'm team uh, no, Burn, Like,
1: no, that's not cool. Don't yeah, say that's that. what that's, they're gonna do. Here's here's the thing, and I think here's why I, where I think you're off base. You said listeners. Yeah, yeah. I think it's listener.
0: I mean. I mean, you're assuming there's more than one. Like, well, I guess maybe my mom and your mom, right? (laughs) Well, when the grinds people start listening, I bet they're going to have at least one person listening, so that would be like three, bro.
1: Okay, well, there you go, listeners. That's fair.
0: So, you know, it is what it is. Get your grinds on. Get your grinds on. You've never tried the product. You don't say anything about the product. Okay, well, all right. Well, I mean, okay, let let me say this. There are plenty of people in this world who base and form opinions and project those opinions based on reading what other people said without having first-hand experience. I'm not saying they're right, okay? I'm not saying that that's the right way to do it. All I'm saying is there are people that do it, so why can't I? Because just buy the grinds and try them. It's, it's not that hard. I'm, I'm poor. I'm poor. I need sponsors. <laughs> I need sponsors. Oh, God. Okay, you know what else is poor? What else?
1: Uh, the college well, football playoff
0: rankings is poor. It's
1: a sham. It's a sham. College football playoffs a sham. It's not a real playoff. I mean, no, not my national champion. It's not. It's not a real playoff.
0: It's it's not a real playoff at this point. Uh, you, know, I,
1: was, I was pleased to see UCF uh, jumping. a yes. Wicked overrated Ohio State yes. team. Yes. But uh, they're still too low.
0: Yeah. You you don't you don't win. You don't win as many games as they have, uh, and, and I mean, it's great that they're in the top 10, but that doesn't mean shit. They don't care. Like, it doesn't, I, I'm sure that they don't give one flying shit that they're in the top 10. All they care about is, we're unbeaten, we've been unbeaten for an entire season, we're still unbeaten through this entire season now, and we're still not even in the talks to be in the playoffs to win a national championship.
1: Yeah, so I will, I will find it interesting to see what happens this weekend um, when they play USF, and then I assume they're going to end up playing a really good Houston team with a healthy Ed Oliver. And um, we're just going to have to see how that goes, right? I mean, I expect them to win both those games and roll into a New Year's Six Bowl game and... Uh, Absolutely crush whoever they play because I think they are that good. I think Mackenzie Milton is that good. Yeah. I think I think that there are maybe only a handful of Power Five teams in the nation that would not trade their quarterback straight
0: up for Mackenzie Milton. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And, and th- I think that's what you get when you have. It's funny when you see that kind of talent go to a like, to a non-Power 5 big school, right? Like, it's funny that... And and I don't know enough about Mackenzie Milton and who he got recruited by and everything, but at at some end, you have to say he's obviously extremely talented at being a quarterback. So it would surprise me if he didn't get recruited by, uh, like, bigger schools. But at the same time, if you were recruited by bigger schools... Why would you go to UCF? You know what I mean? Not, not And not knocking yeah. UCF. I don't want to yeah. knock UCF. I don't want anybody to think that I don't think UCF's a good school or anything like that, but from a pure I'm-playing-football-on-scholarship perspective, you know, it's cool to see a talented quarterback be at a school like UCF where really I think anybody who is in tune with what's going on in college football would say that that dude and that team could beat a huge amount of Power Five conference teams right now.
1: Yeah, well, and I'll tell you who they're. They, if the if the season ended today, they'd go to the Fiesta Bowl and they'd play LSU,
0: and I think they would beat LSU. Yeah, they would. They would. But I, I think at the end of the day, like the the fact that they aren't higher, and the fact that you have a team like Alabama who plays the Citadel this last weekend and goes into halftime tied 10 to 10 with the Citadel like no offense Citadel but you were playing Alabama nobody expected you to go into the halftime being tied and you guys I mean they did it man they they held in there I mean it fell apart after the half like it should have I mean that everybody expected but god if yeah. everybody in college football Except for Alabama fans weren't rooting for the Citadel to just completely beat them, dude. <laughs> and and by the way, Mackenzie Milton was recruited by UCF
1: and Hawaii. Really? Okay, so that's because so he was he's from Hawaii. Okay. See, I didn't know that. So he he came to Orlando from Hawaii. He, that was those were the only two. That looks like those were the only two serious schools that recruited him. Um, and what a pickup for UCF, right? Oh yeah. I mean, that, the kid is. Uh, the kid's golden. Um, but yeah, no, I'd be interested to see what happens. I mean they, they gotta win, right? They gotta keep winning and stay in the in the conversation. But I remember what the conversation was last year at the end of the season, and I can only imagine the billboards that <laughs> will be purchased in Alabama that talk about UCF this year, if if in fact They go two full seasons without a loss. That's just crazy. I hope they do. I'm thinking about rivalry weekend and and rivalry weeks. um, UCF has a a rivalry with with UConn. Uh, All right. You you familiar with this? Uh, I'm not familiar with it. Okay. So UConn decided that they needed a rival. So they created um, a rivalry and a trophy Called the civil conflict. Oh Jesus! Okay. And they made a trophy, and and they just kind of called UCF. The story goes they just called UCF and they said, "Hey, we're rivals now, and we made this trophy, so the winner's going to get it." Um, and I think the first year UConn won, and they hold this trophy up, and you know, on their field or whatever, and they were real happy. Then they came. They must have been in Orlando, and then Orlando went up, or UCF went up to Connecticut. And beat them, and uh, left the trophy on the sidelines. They didn't even bring it back to, <laughs> back to Florida. And the, the AD's like, "Look, we do not have a rivalry called the Civil Conflict. Right? We didn't sign up for this. We don't want this. Our rival is USF. It's the War on I four. Right? Because Interstate four runs between Tampa and Orlando. This is the War on I four is our rivalry, not this Civil Conflict crap. Um, and then. They played in Orlando this year. I think it was this year they played down here, and they brought the trophy with them <laughs> that UCF left on their sideline last year, and then UCF beats them and they tried to give it back and they left it on the sidelines again. Oh my Please. God! Like, bro, nobody wants your trophy. You know what I mean? <laughs> get, get that crap out of here.
0: You, you know what I I dislike about forced rivalries. I mean that is what I dislike. I guess it's it, it, why force a rivalry? I feel like organic rivalries are so much better. You yeah. know, you
1: well, the unforced organic rivalry between Northwestern and Nebraska. Yes, dude.
0: Like every single game that Nebraska and Northwestern have played, to my knowledge, since them going into the Big Ten, Nebraska going into the Big Ten has always been a shootout. It's always been. To the end, overtimes or Hail Mary wins it right at the end. I mean, that's a back-and-forth game every single time, and that's not a rivalry. Nobody considers Northwestern and Nebraska rivals, and I disagree. I think that is by far the best rivalry that Nebraska could have in the Big Ten. And then, you know, Nebraska has a rivalry with someone like Minnesota that uh, really, for all intents and purposes, was a forced rivalry because you know, and every, I think everybody knows a story about the $5 Bits of Broken Chair trophy and it's a it's a funny trophy, it's a funny story how it happened, and I don't think there's anything wrong with it, but I don't think that those two teams are ever really on par with each other, and you look at it this year when Nebraska was, I mean they've not been doing as well as, uh, as they probably would like, but they're getting better throughout the season, and they just roll Minnesota, I mean roll them, where's the rivalry there? So you know, I, I don't know. I mean, it just the organic rivalries just to me are just so much more fun to watch, and there's legitimate bad blood sometimes where it's just you know like they just hate each other or Can they respect you have each bad other. Blood
1: sometimes. I feel like bad blood mm-hmm. doesn't ever simmer.
0: Well, I mean, it's always going to boil. You're probably right. I mean, I mean, it's always it's always grinding that bad blood. No, I oh god, dude. I'm I mean. Sometimes the rivalries are born out of bad blood, and sometimes the rivalries are born out of mutual respect. And, oh, gotcha! And you know what I mean, like yeah, like I feel like currently, uh, from a Nebraska perspective, the bad blood rivalry is with Iowa. And that was almost a forced rivalry as well Like, oh, they're both states that are right next to each other They're both in the Big Ten they lots of
1: corn They so got let's corn,
0: do let's do it And, uh, I, I mean, I think at first that was a really kind of shitty forced rivalry But it, it, now, I think Nebraska fans and Iowa fans are all for it And it's just like I mean, you can go to any game day thread for Iowa or Nebraska And you just see the same stuff over I mean, nobody likes each other Nobody likes the teams um, Yeah,
1: no, I like a good rivalry Yeah,
0: no I am kind of like the rivalry between you and me, you know? Like, our rivalry is born out of sexual frustration. (laughs) No? (laughs) No? Um,
1: So, I think this Miami is... um, (laughs) It's got a good balance of sweet and spice. Um, I'm really enjoying the cigar.
0: What's your thoughts? We're just going to just going to forget that that happened. Just going to gloss over it. Okay, well, I mean, I'm just going to... I'll talk about the cigar. But I just want to point out that I don't take back what I said. Okay? So, um, I'm with you on the cigar. I I, I purged it um, at the break because I felt like it was... um, There was a slight bitterness coming through. But that cleaned up the flavor a lot. I mean, one of the things that I really like about this cigar right now, and I don't know if you've caught it, on your end, but the smoke smells so good. Like, I don't know what the smoke, it what what that smell is, but it, to me, it's not a typical cigar smoke smell. There's just something like really, like homey about that. I don't know, man. It, mm, yeah, no, I,
1: I'm with you. It's it's good. I mean, it's it's a great cigar.
0: One, people need to get one. Yeah, yeah, and and if you guys are lucky you could probably go on the cigar facebook page that arrogant burners saw here and probably buy a box of these for seventy dollars um so that's a deal you better you better jump on it better jump on it quick before it goes it's gonna go fast yeah it's
1: gonna go quick indeed all right hey we're back um I had a, uh, I think we talked about it on the last podcast, kind of a unique weekend experience. Um, traveled to Louisiana and went to the barn smoker. Yeah, yeah. Um, what an experience! I mean, if you have not gone to a barn smoker, uh, I mean, you got to go. It's got to be on your list if you're if you're a Drew Estate fan, right? If you like Drew Estate. Um, I think it's got to be on your on your list. So, you know, I think we talked a little bit, and I've done the Florida Barn Smoker a couple times, and that's that's the farm in Claremont where they're growing the sun-grown Florida sun-grown tobacco. Um, and then I did. I was lucky enough to go to Kentucky, and I did the Kentucky Barn Smoker, and that was the, actually the fire curing right. of the, the KFC tobacco. Right. Well, this one is um, it's it's a tobacco and a tobacco process called the Parique. Tobacco, okay. It's, it's Louisiana tobacco, and they pretty much stopped growing it. Uh, it's primarily a pipe tobacco, right? But what's unique about it is they bring down the leaf from Kentucky for the pappy um, cigars. And so it's not Perique tobacco, but it's Perique style tobacco. So it's fermented in the style of Perique and basically what that was is they just pack these this tobacco leaf, so they dry it out. Then they rehydrate it um, and get it real wet, and put it in Pappy Van Winkle barrels, and then press them with a big jack, a lot of pressure on it, and push and push and push and push, and basically seal the the barrel. It's like a, it becomes like a giant brick of tobacco. Really, and it squeezes the tobacco juice out, and then they catch the juice. And then they rehydrate the leaf when it comes out again with the tobacco juice. That really? Came out. Yeah, and so that's what they're using in the Pappy Van Winkle. Um, you know, we did a tour of the barn where they're doing the curing. We, we, we kind of saw, um, you know, the tobacco juice, and we saw the barrels, and it was a really cool experience. And there was some some Cajun food. We had some fried catfish, and some crawfish hush puppies, and. Uh, some shrimp. They had some shrimp catered there. They had drinks. Angel's Envy bourbon was there. A couple other bourbon manufacturers were there. Distilleries were there. Beer. All the beer you could drink. Um, You know, you got a pack of cigars, a hat, and some other other swag. But it just, you know, we were sitting there at the table um, kind of waiting for the event to start and like an idiot, I forgot my cutter and my lighter. Rookie mistake. No, no, no right? So um, I ended up sitting. There was a guy at the table next to us, and I said, Hey, man, I, I don't want to be a pain, but can we borrow your cutter lighter? So he he's Oh, of course. So We cut our cigars. My wife was with me. We cut our cigars. We light our cigars. And then we end up talking to this guy, and he basically hung out with us, or we hung out with him. You know, he'd watch our stuff when we'd go get food. We'd watch his stuff when he'd go get food. And... We don't know him, and he doesn't know us from anybody. Yeah, and it's like, you know, you got an instant friend almost. It's it was a, it it, it really. Um, showed me what the cigar industry and that fellowship and that kind of brotherhood is all about in the cigar business. So, it was kind of cool. And JD was there, and uh, Willie, you know, Willie talked a little bit about blending and talked a little bit about what he does when he's at the factory. Um, you know, I think one of the things that I remember Willie talking about was he doesn't, you know, people think when he's blending, he's only blending new stuff, but he's got to constantly re-blend every cigar in the portfolio. Because tobacco changes? Because tobacco changes. Huh. Right? So, so you could have the same seed strain planted in the same region, right, the Jalapa region of Nicaragua, for instance, and this was what his example, and he knows that one farm in that region, the tobacco's going to be a little sweeter. At the other farm, it's going to be a little spicier. At the third farm, it's going to be a little mustier when it comes when it's grown. Right. So, and it's the same region, same seed, same strain, same everything. Um, and so, you know, he's got to constantly... Roll the individual leaf, smoke it, know what it is, and re- and understand how that blends together with the rest of the Liga number 9 leaf, the rest of the T-52 leaf, the rest of all of them. So he says he spends most of his time smoking and blend, re-blending cigars that are already on the market, which I found fascinating.
0: I, you know what, that I had honestly, did, it makes sense you saying that, but I never thought that that, that that's what, like, I never thought of that being a thing, but it makes sense that you say it and, uh, yeah, God, if right, that doesn't give you a new appreciation for what those guys
1: do. Yeah, because if it's a little too rainy this year, it's a little too dry this year, the tobacco is going to taste different. They can't just not have Liga number nines on the market because the leaf changed. Right. Right? They have to go find another leaf to add to it to balance out whatever changed, you know, with that wrapper. If the wrapper leaf changes a lot and they need to use that particular wrapper, right? If it's a Madafino wrapper or a San Andres Maduro wrapper and they have to use that as the wrapper, they have to go find something else to put in it as filler to, to mellow out whatever's changed with the wrapper.
0: Interesting. It was fascinating. That is interesting.
1: That's why I like the barn smokers because they're they're
0: like immense knowledge drops.
1: I mean, just the crazy knowledge.
0: That's um, that's one of the reasons that I'm I am just I'm jealous, man. I just haven't got to go to one yet. But I, man, you it's one thing to just go, right? Like it's one thing to go and just be a part of the experience because most cigar events. Are, it's The experience is fun. The experience is super cool. You meet, like you said, you meet people. And we talked about this last podcast episode, the way the cigar community is. But th- those events are just so cool and the, everybody that you talk to is so cool. But then that added kind of element of like, dude, like I'm learning, essentially learning the start of being a blender or learning the start of making cigars because... You know they're talking about this kind of stuff, and they're they're telling people stuff that maybe you didn't even realize. You know, I didn't even, I'd have never even made that connection, even though it makes total sense. I never would have made that connection that they're it, constantly reblending things.
1: Yeah, and you know one of the things he said was that you know sometimes he'll change the tobacco will change, so he'll change the blend a little bit, but the leaf that he took out and and swapped out with another leaf, now the cigar doesn't doesn't burn tight or the draw sucks. And he said, um, it was a Willie was standing there and he said, uh, you know, he goes through all this trouble to re-blend the cigar and kind of fix it and make it back what everybody thinks it's supposed to be to have consistency. And then, you know, what happens? It doesn't burn tight. And then everyone jumps on, Twitter and cigar blogs and says, yeah, Cigar sucks. Cigar sucks. The cigar sucks. And it's a constant battle between leaf changes. Right. Yeah, it was a good experience. I Again, I recommend anyone going that hasn't. There's a few of I them. Mean, I think next year we're going to try to get... The next year or the year after, we're going to try to do Pennsylvania, uh, Barn Smoker, as well as Florida, because Florida's always a fun time.
0: Well, uh, just a... Uh, note to any Drew Estate employees uh, listening or if I mean let's be honest here the obvious Jonathan Drew or Willie Herrera listening because they will be because this is tap that ash they'll be listening we were on their website (laughs) a couple years back they'll be listening do a barn smoker in Texas
1: surely surely they grow tobacco here I, I or they have some reason to do. I, I think that would be a great. I think that'd be a great smoker. I, I think they're always looking
0: to expand the barn smokers too. So I wouldn't be at all that's surprised. A, that's that's free marketing for you and a free suggestion that you can take. You don't even have to give me credit for it. Just well, do it in Texas.
1: So I I gave Jonathan Drew a suggestion a couple years ago via um, <laughs> email. Um, ah, yeah, did you? So, so yeah, no. So I was up in in upstate New York um, and there's a distillery called the Black Dirt Distillery and they make a really good bourbon and they say that the, so the soil is pitch black uh, naturally, right? It's like a glacial soil or some crap. Black dirt. And it's black dirt, right? So um, this, it changes the flavor of the corn that they grow and then the mash bill and, and now here we get bourbon. So anyways, I, I email, I'm up there, we're driving around I'm kind of touring the region, I email Jonathan Drew and I say, hey you know, I'm up here in, in uh, this area in New York, black dirt, and I wonder what tobacco would do if you grew it up here. Right? I mean, maybe this is a new line that he can create. Or I'm thinking, hey, this is a great freaking idea. Right. This guy's going to love this shit. Um, a couple of days goes by, and, and he emails me back, and he says... You know what? You know what? Growing tobacco does when you grow it in New York, it results in expensive fucking tobacco, and that was the end of the. That was the end of the, email. that was the end of the email, and I thought, all right, well, that that did not go over so well. So, maybe you don't want to provide ideas. That's all I'm saying. Like that didn't that didn't go over so well.
0: Well, sure. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, take it or leave it, J.D. Um, take it or leave it. I'm sure you'll leave it, but you can take it or leave it.
1: But it's fun because you know, we're at this table and and. Jonathan Drew walks by And he's talking to a couple people Um, you know, Drew Estate folks And some other people that are Around at a lot of events And as he's walking by Um, he kind of looked and I just kind of did the little head nod At him And he stopped what what he was doing And came over and Made a specific Uh, specific trip over to our table To say hi to to me and my wife Because we we go to a lot of events when, when he's in town Sure And uh I just think that's cool. He's
0: a good dude, man. He's a good dude. I,
1: I just think it's cool. He remembers us. I'm certainly... I've never been on a cigar safari. And, you know, when I was in Kentucky, he was up on stage giving his spiel. And he says, hey, whoa. Whoa, there's my boy Steve out in the crowd all the way up in Kentucky. Uh, every time I'm in Florida, he's always happy to, you know, always kind of calls me out and says, hey, how you doing, man? And been to events. And um, he's a good dude. So go to these events. They're cool. They're good experience. And you learn a ton.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like it, I, but it's on my list. It is on my list. Um, and every time you go to one and you tell me about how cool it was and the stuff that you, you did, how different it is, right? Like each one of them is so different, Yeah, even though the different. concept is the same, like it's so different. Every time you tell me about it, I just think, Damn, man, I gotta go. I gotta get into one. So it's it's on my list. Yeah, no, um, I think
1: I think you should try to come out to out to Florida in May, May of twenty nineteen. Uh, Florida Barn Smoke will be out of, out at the the farm in Claremont. I think it's gonna be a damn good time. You well,
0: know? I do have a baby due in June.
1: So you gotta come out and have a good time before that shit happens, right? Well, that's I guess a so. On your good
0: time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. All right, all right, all right, all right. Come on, all right, all right. All right. All
1: right. Well, I'm just saying. Well, whatever. You make your own choice. You gonna have a baby? I to go ahead and have a family. I'm gonna go to some damn cigar events.
0: <laughs> all right. Well, that's you know. I mean, I'd like to do both, but now um, I really do hope I can get to one soon. Yeah. And it'd be even cooler to go with you. I mean. I'm, it's one thing to just go, right? Like, that would be cool, but we always have a good time when we go to cigar events, so... If
1: you called me up and said, hey, I'm going to Kentucky Barn Smokery this year, I can't imagine a scenario in which I don't just go up to Kentucky. Sure. Right? I mean, right. I mean, I don't, I don't imagine what that scenario is, so Kentucky is... is uh, or anywhere else, right? Hey, I'm going back to Louisiana. I'll tell you what. Bourbon Street is... Um, it's mayhem. It is absolute mayhem. It's where people who... Can't party like, like members of society go to party, right? It's where people who can't function like a member of society goes. That's where that's what Bourbon Street. Vegas is a party. Bourbon Street is a whole
0: other level. Sounds like your, uh, sounds like our, our mutual friend, uh, who is into debauchery, would like that. Oh
1: no, I I think, um, you know. We, when, we, when me and him go touring, we take trips randomly. We, we call ourselves the bougie degenerates um, because, you know, it, we may be degenerates and we may drink bourbon at 10 o'clock in the morning, but it's bougie because it's pappy. You know what I mean? Like, those are the kind of right. trips we take. And so I definitely think uh, New Orleans, I don't even think it's a bougie degenerate kind of trip. It's just a degenerate kind of trip. Like, Bourbon <laughs> Street is just a place to go
0: to be a freaking degenerate. It's great. I mean I'm, I'm all about it Sounds cool I'm all about sounds it Sounds cool How's your cigar doing? Uh, It's good I'm, I'm down to Probably about an inch left Man that smoke Just smells so good I just can't I can't get over The way that's How, how good that smoke smells The, the cigar still tastes great um, You know I, I, This one's gonna be Nubbed for sure uh, And I, I'm super Super glad That I Got a box of these And I've got Nine more sitting In the humidor that I can smoke over the next. Let's be honest; it'll probably take me several years to get to, to smoke all ten of them, right? But sure. it, this is this is a go-to cigar for me. It absolutely uh, a go-to it, cigar. It is
1: absolutely on that list of of go-to, um, you know, not know open my humidor and I find something, you know, I look in there and I think, oh, that looks interesting, I'll smoke that. When I don't see anything right off the top that looks interesting, I tend to go to a go-to, um, it tends to be like a, one of the Ligas, you know, a Unico yeah. or a Liga, um, or, uh, you know, the Jalapeno was certainly a go-to when I had, a, when I was flush with those and I had a bunch, um, anything by Southern Draw. Um, our friend Robert from Southern draw, anything he makes is kind of for me as a go-to. Um, this is in that, in that category as well. So super stoked. I got a whole box. All
0: right. So I, I want to say this real fast. My, one of my buddies, uh, Spencer, shout out Spencer. You know who you are. Um, <laughs> he's not listening, let's be honest. Um, he's not listening. Um, he texted me last night. He was talking to me about the. Uh, uh, Viaje just released their stuffed turkeys and their uh, zombie uh, Bill Farmers. Yep. And uh, so he was talking to me about this maybe last week. I'm um, asking him. He'd never had them and, and he knew I did, so he just asked me about them. I told him, you know, I love them. I have a couple of the zombie Bill Farmer hatchets from. Uh, a year ago And then I I love the stuffed turkeys So he bought a uh, He bought one of the samplers From Small Batch That came with two white meat Two dark meat And two uh, Bill Farmer Or Farmer Bill I don't, I, I've been saying Bill Farmer you, you have absolutely butchered That name Butchered that the CR. name Sorry Andre Sorry um, By the way Andre You're on a suck Okay well <laughs> Alright Uh, Sorry I messed up Bill uh, Farmer God I almost did it again Farmer Bill (laughs) Anyways he got this sampler right and he sent me a text message I woke up this morning to it He sent me to it last night It was a picture of them And he goes I think That I got sent Four dark meats Instead of two white meats and two dark meats And the they looked really similar. I took the picture and I like color corrected it just to see if maybe there was a difference, and there was no difference whatsoever. So I said, Well, I don't know, man, maybe you maybe you send an email to Andrew uh, at Small Batch, uh, who's a great guy, and he'll make it um, right. And he'll make it right, like just find out, like just send him the send this picture that's color corrected, tell him I can't tell the difference. Like, was there a mix up? Was there not? Am I missing something? Whatever. So apparently, so Andrew got back to Spencer and told him that even they were confused at Small Batch when they got them because the color variations in the white and dark meats weren't—they're not varied enough. So he said they, they were really confused when they first saw them as well, but basically said, like, we made sure, like, you know, the one with the San Andreas wrapper, which I think is the uh, dark meat— is a little bit more toothy So you should be able to tell the difference You know there'll be two that are pretty toothy And then the other two aren't And those other two that aren't are you know the different ones um, I thought that was interesting That uh, it wasn't You know because any one of us Like we don't know what we're doing right Like we're just <laughs> we just smoke cigars We don't have any clue What you know we're not We're not that in depth I, I mean I think we'd like to be but we don't know. And, uh, I thought that was interesting, uh, that even someone like Andrew who does this stuff, I mean, he's blended cigars, um, helped blend cigars, you know, which is the sombrero de copo, which is a Shout very out. great design cigar. Shout out. Shout out to Espinosa with some great design from a very good graphic designer. Um, named dirty Larry, named dirty Larry. Uh, that, that someone like him even was confused, and I wonder where that happened. Like, I wonder if, I wonder if Andre knew, right? Like, oh shit, these things are not, like, I don't know. I feel like that's a quality control thing. I don't know that you can fix it, right? Like, if you blend them, and one of them is white meat and one of them is dark meat, it is what it is. Well, you know, but, what, you uh, know I thought that was interesting. You
1: know what I'll call that, I'll call that a Farcus fail. <laughs> oh
0: my god. That's
1: gonna trend on Dude. Twitter.
0: I feel like we need some sort of, uh, like, soundboard that, like, that could be a thing, like, hashtag Fargus fail, and then we put a little thing as boo, like, that we can do during the podcast, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I, I do, I do know
1: what you're, what you're saying, um. Maybe I'll add that in post. I'm just saying, like, a little, a little Fargus fail, that's all, uh. Might be, it might be. You know. You
0: <laughs> no, fail,
1: that's all Farkas fail <laughs> Oh, um, dude I'll
0: uh. tell you, this
1: is not <laughs> a Um, a Herrera hot mess Is what this is not This cigar we're smoking Okay, alright Yeah, it's good okay. <laughs> It's good stuff Wow I, Wow <laughs> So, in my In my real life My real day-to-day life Um when I host my staff meeting, I use that's on my phone. I use those sound effects in my staff meeting.
0: I'm sure they love you for Dude, it. My
1: staff meeting is the most fun you can pack into 55 minutes.
0: Um, that you don't think they get tired of that.
1: I, I don't, I honestly don't think they do. I, people love
0: me. I think you should pull them. I think you should pull them after the holidays here and kind of just see what they you, think. Cause I'm, I'd be curious. People love
1: me. They love my, uh, Innate sense of humor and the personality that I bring to the job is, frankly, I love it. Did you say innate or idiotic? I said innate. Uh, maybe I stuttered, but it was definitely innate. Okay, I'm just
0: wanted to make sure I didn't yeah. I didn't catch it. So
1: no, but yeah, no, I, I'm with you. Like going back to the the Farkas fail. Vale. Um, well, like, <laughs> at what point do you then have to go back and put like a secondary band on them? Or right, you know, like I get okay. So maybe the the leaf isn't as dark, or or it's too light, or whatever the case may be. That that, that happened, and that's happens because these are handmade products, and it's grown out of the ground. Right. And I get it; these things happen. So, at what point do you, the manufacturer, say, shit? In order to keep my my business um, consistent, my product consistent, go put. Uh, another secondary band on it that, you know, light meter, dark meter, or whatever, put a drumstick and a and on one and a breast on the other or something.
0: You yeah. Know? I'm feeling like yeah, that would
1: a, a, a great idea, but, uh, yeah, no, how, how does that happen at the factory, you know?
0: Yeah, but it's bizarre. Bizarre that that's the case. Um, I mean, I'm glad they got it figured out, and I don't know that anybody, everybody's dealing with that, but it definitely seemed like it was a uh, consistent issue if, if Andrew even said, like, yeah, we didn't know either, but don't worry, they're good, you know. So
1: yeah, yeah, no, that's that's interesting.
0: So I, I'm nubbing this cigar. My fingers are burning right now because I'm smoking it down. It's, to it's, the to the absolute nub. It's fantastic. It's it's a great cigar, and I'm I, like, for real, man. Like I, every time you send me stuff, like send me a text with with stuff, you know, you do it. Every now and then, like, yo, bro, you can get this for this. You can get this for this. I feel like most of the time I'm like, I'll pass on it. Like, I'll pass. But I am glad that I didn't pass on this, and I thank you, sir, for sending this to me. I
1: shamed you into buying this. You weren't gonna do it. You did. You thought this was something you were gonna pass on, and I'm like, bro, thirty bucks. How can you pass on this box? Look, if you had waited. Another week, you'd have to buy it from
0: old boy for seventy on the secondary market. Oh, it's like which is a great deal, yeah. a great, just an an absolute great deal. Yeah. Just in case nobody knew, that's just that is a, such a good deal. And punk. All jokes aside, all jokes aside, seventy dollars for ten of these cigars is actually a pretty good deal.
1: It's, it's fine. I mean, for
0: as good as this cigar it's is, it's a fine deal. It's Seven a great deal. A stick. That's fine. It's a great deal, but you're an asshole. So there's that.
1: Right, because you paid. 350 a stick for them, your right?
0: And then you're tr- trying to make make a big profit, yeah. so you know it. You know,
1: yeah. And then and at least you, you stand by your your thing. When people call you out, at least then say, "Yeah, man, you're right. I I'm trying to make some money on this." Okay, great. We'll, I'll we'll either support that or not, but don't try to like make it seem like oh, you're giving this away at a loss or something.
0: Yeah, oh, I had too much scotch Oh man, <laughs> too much scotch yeah, well, maybe, well, maybe you should stop right, drinking
1: Right, if, Alky. if if you drink a lot And random things show up in the mail Maybe that's an indication that
0: you should Pump the brakes a little bit on the liquor You know, that's all I'm saying Just uh, some unsolicited advice From the Tap That Ash guys yeah, yeah. Stop drinking, stop, drinking. stop yeah, it Stop. You're ruining your life and your family yeah,
1: exactly. Your family's embarrassed for you Really what it is
0: Yeah, oh yeah so let's let's do this. Let's. I'm, I'm, I want you to start because you are the the guy who told me about this deal, and you're the guy who suggested we smoke this tonight. So let I want you to start with the review here.
1: Um, yeah. So construction, uh, this has been impeccable. Uh, there was at one point where I got a little bit of uh, bitterness, maybe a little tar, flowing out, and nothing actually came out, but. Um, there's a little bitterness i had to purge it um the flavor's been very consistent it's very balanced it it's uh definitely a herrera right it's definitely yeah. kind of in his brand and you smoke the original herrera esteli and they're they're uh you know very similar to this but this takes the herrera esteli and it kicks it up a notch i, I almost enjoy this as much as i enjoyed the Herrera Esteli Lancero limited editions that came out a few years ago, which were amazing cigars, I enjoy this almost as much. Um, I, I mean, I think it's a it's a solid 9.5. Um, I, I'm I'm hard pressed to give much many cigars a 10. like that It's kind of tough for me to go with a full 10, but it's a solid 9.5. Um, probably only for that little bit of bitterness, fact that I had to purge and I've had to relight a couple times, but they're fresh out of the box, so who knows the condition they were in when they got shipped.
0: Yeah, and I'm and I i with you, man. I was going to give it a 9.5 too. I think um, I, I've given maybe two or three cigars a 10, and I think those have been ones that the construction was perfect, which this one was, um, the burn was perfect, um, uh, on those 10 cigars, this burn was, or I think I had to relight it one time just to pull a little piece of, uh, wrapper that hadn't burned for some reason, um, so not, not that bad, um, and then just the flavor of it is just, it, it, it's complex, but it doesn't change, right, like, it's super consistent, you get... I mean, really just an overall... It's just sweet tobacco is is probably the biggest thing that I had. And with a little bit of that, like, earthy spice, like we were talking about, um, just something that kind of, like, not dulls the nicotine necessarily. I mean, there's a lot of cigars that are pretty nicotine-heavy when they're so flavorful, and maybe that's a bit much, but I think that whatever that spice in there... Not spicy spice, uh, not, you know, heat spice or anything, but... Um, Whatever that little spice is really just helps to, to kind of just mild, make this cigar a little bit more mild. Um, but it was good, man. It was good, and, I, and I'm thinking just, I think it, like, I, it got bitter too for me, and I purged it. Um, so, yeah, it, w- with just those small issues, I'm thinking a 9.5 is, um, is where this cigar's at. And if, if people haven't tried these Miamis, um, you, you gotta try to get them If you can uh, I'm sh- I mean it's not like they're hard to find or anything You can buy them um, Go pick one up man Go pick one up at a what, at your local B&M Go pick one up off of uh, online somewhere if you don't have a B&M, but definitely try one because they're worth the money. They're worth $70 uh, for a box of 10. Uh, but don't buy them for $70 from that guy because he's a piece of shit. <laughs>
1: he is an absolute piece of shit. Um, yeah, no, I agree. Everything you said, I can't even say it better myself. I've, um, I've had a good time so far tonight on the podcast. I certainly hope uh, that the uh, well, my mama like it. Your mama like it. Um, I certainly hope that yeah, the yeah. Grinds guys have liked it. Keep on grinding. Don't do ever stop grinding. Um, I feel <laughs> like maybe we should do a parody of um, "Don't Stop Believing," the song, but don't, stop, don't grinding. stop grinding. So maybe we'll work on that a little little wee, uh, holiday project. Yeah, that could yeah that could be the <laughs> intro
0: the <laughs> intro to the project. next
1: one. But no, I mean for for people listening, I mean it, I've had a good time and I, I hope you have too. Uh, Hit us on Twitter, um tap That Ash, uh Eric and Burner. Uh, you still tweeting? What's your deal? Are you still on this or are you just like just kinda floating around? I I a haven't pool of I, not Yeah. not
0: doing shit. Yeah, I haven't done anything right, for so, a while. So I'll be hit, honest. Hit us up on Twitter. Um Tap That Ash, it's just at tap then, that ash and then it's at easy Eric to find Burner.
1: that's mine. Um if you think we suck, hit us up and tell us if we suck. I shit I'd like to just know somebody's listening. Yeah, so, no kidding. No kidding. Uh, till next time. Keep on grinding and stay smoky.
0: <laughs> Alright, thanks for listening, guys.